The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. Good to be back in the studio. And I was just having a um, O.J. Simpson white blazer flashback. As we're uh, now at the top of the Fox News app. Touching down Trump Force One, as they like to call it, his 757 lands at LaGuardia Airport in New York City ahead of former President's Day in court, uh, which is tomorrow. And so when I'm uh, back on the show, God willing, tomorrow afternoon, that will be a big focus of uh, what we're going to talk about. That and Bud Light and the uh, beer community, the country music community of all places going woke uh, and, and country music awards doing that with uh, some uh, cross-dressing uh, transgender type folks at the country music awards literally six days after the crazed murdering transgender girl in Nashville kills three little kids and three adults and then you get Trump, Trump not Trump, but you get Biden and all these other folks, then uh, it's not so much about attacking Christians. It's all about protecting, so-called protecting uh, the transgender community. So there's a lot to talk about. I'll get to all that tomorrow. But given that it is the very first Monday here in April, Monday, April 3rd, uh, we're going to do a full show and the timing is good on that as there's so much going on in the financial world and the banking world. And and I heard <laughs> I heard a clip this morning of uh, I think it was the Kenyan president in Africa telling his people, hey, if you uh, have U.S. dollars, you might want to get rid of those in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so pretty wild what's going on out there besides uh, the first time in U.S. history, the indictment of a former U.S. president. So uh, we're going to spend today with our good friend David Fisher from Landmark Capital. David, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Much better than the banking industry and what's going on in the financial markets that we're going to talk about today but uh thanks for having me on your program i i was saying to you you know before we came on let the listeners hear this that in all the years i've been doing this 29 years i've never seen so much detailed significant detrimental Hmm. reports coming out against the dollar in just one week since the last time i was on your program it was rather shocking i thought somebody was playing a joke on me in april first school's day joke but unfortunately it's no joke i wish it was but yeah, there's a lot going on out there, and if you have uh, a significant pullback or, I hate to use the word collapse, but I would say that's entirely possible at some point of the U.S. dollar, none of us uh, have experienced anything like that before, and where where we where com- usually, consistently these days, David, uh, shocked t- about what's going on in the culture, and like I just mentioned, with Bud Light, all of a sudden... One of their spokesman for March Madness is this guy that's all messed up and thinks he's a girl. And he's a TikTok star now. He sat down with the president of the United States and then the Country Music Awards. I mean, literally, not even a week after those people were gunned down by a transgender woman 
in Nashville. It's just remarkable how fast and furious these things are going. And, and we're in a whole strange new world. And at this point, I would say anything is possible. And in five, six, eight years ago, uh, whether it's Glenn Beck or anybody else I'm listening to, uh, so so often I would say, ah, that sounds like that's eh, a little over the top. That's hyperbole. That sounds like a that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, I'm not too quick to pull that trigger anymore. I don't know about you. I've had to uh, realign my goalposts in my thinking with huh. that. Definitely, it's. Uh, I was in that your category in your camp eight years ago. Yeah, uh, and I was talking against a currency collapse. Looks like we're staring one in our face right now. Yeah, yeah. So these are very difficult and dangerous times for all of us, whether you have a lot, which most of us don't, or a medium amount or a little. All these issues are going to come home uh, to roost. All these chickens are going to come home roost to, to every person uh, that's got a financial stake in a financial life, which is all of us, which is why this is so important. So let's start off with the biggie with uh, banks and recently had banks fail in the U.S. and abroad. So uh, give us an update on that, please. We had the largest weekly outflow of money happening in banks the last two weeks in the history of our banks <laughs> depositors drained 126 billion dollars not last week the week before according to the federal reserve it still continues it's slowing down um they're pulling out from big banks the 25 biggest banks 90 billion of that was pulled out there the rest came out smaller banks and because of that, Steve, the standard and poor, the grading agency that says, here's how sound the system is, they did a downgrade in the 25 largest banks, specifically uh, Bank of America, Outlook, JP Morgan Chase, PNC, and Truist. They turned it from a positive rating to a stable. Hmm. Now, not that ratings mean anything because Silicon Valley Bank had an A1 rating, the highest you could have four hours before they collapsed. And the 22 out of 23 analysts were saying buy the stock before it collapsed. They were all wrong. So yeah. maybe this is this downgrade is a good thing. I don't know. Maybe it's not even close to being accurate. Who knows what to believe the yardsticks anymore. But I would believe this article. Barclays sees a second wave of deposits of outflowing happening we're in the eye of the storm, is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, more is yet to come. So I wouldn't. What I wouldn't believe is I wouldn't believe we're out of the woods on this thing. I think we're in the middle of it, and there's another shoe to fall to drop. And who knows? This could be the biggest shoe of, of anything we've ever experienced, possibly. Yeah, it's interesting. Each week, in the last couple of weeks, talking to my high school students, I've got about 160 of them every week in my classes for Noble U. And, uh, and and they, they can't get their minds around this. They don't have any context for them. But if I ask them, how many of you guys saw It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas movie? And they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, remember George Bailey had a bank and everybody's showing up at his bank trying to get their money. And he didn't have enough money to give them everything there. But he was kind enough to say, well, how much money do you have to have right now? Well, I got to buy I got to buy groceries, George. OK, how, how about twenty dollars, Martha? If I give you twenty dollars, can you get your groceries? Oh, yeah. OK, thanks, George. I'll trust you. And then they're like, oh, OK. So that's what a run on the banks looks like. Right. And that's what's going on. So we're going to hit the break here, but uh, we'll keep talking about that. We'll see what the news is saying about which bank might be next on the chopping block. And then not just here in America, but what's going on around the world with respect to the U.S. dollar. I mentioned the Kenyan president early this morning. I texted you about that. 
uh, David, yeah. and uh, what he was talking about. So there's a lot of serious stuff. OPEC out there cutting back on oil production. There's all kinds of things that can affect and will affect every single one of us, which is why we're so grateful that, David, you're here today on a full Money Monday update. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble. TikTok, TikTok, 54321, what's going to be the next bank to drop, fail, insolvency is all over the place. A lot of them are on life support, of course. Uh, I don't know when it was. Welcome back. David Fisher's here with us from Landmark Capital, LandmarkGold.com. It's his website as always, and we heard that. Uh, we heard that video that came out from one of the one of the meetings with the Fed folks, and they're talking about uh, the banks uh, not looking so great, but... Don't really want that information to going out to the public because that would cause a panic, which would cause a run on the banks. But sooner or later, this information comes out anyway as banks actually fail, like we saw with Silicon Valley Bank and Credit Suisse and things like that. So is, is there in terms of the news and what's coming uh, uh, in the near future? Is there any news out there, David? Do we do we see some more uh, Silicon Valley banks on the chopping block in the near future? Or is this just kind of a general yellow flag? I think it's both. There's a general yellow flag that uh, Fox News picked up the study. I might have mentioned this last week. 186 banks are now vulnerable to be SVB-like. In fact, that's the the topic of the article. So if just 50% of the people pulled out their money out of those banks, we would have a collapse in the system. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the yellow flag as a general. But then there's a yellow flag that is like I told, I think I might've told the story. I have a uh, representative here at the work that uh, he banks with Comerica. Yeah. When he pulled up to the bank, the <laughs> bank window and they were clueless. Well, he went inside because he knew it'd be a, <laughs> he didn't want to do it in the car. He went inside to the teller window with, with the bulletproof glass and the teller said, what are you doing? And he wasn't pulling all of his money out, you know, besides that story. And then, the, you know, just going on with that story, the, she went and got the manager. The manager said, your money's safe. There's nothing to worry about. He showed them both the article. They both didn't want to, you know, believe it. Yeah. You know, the, your bank is in trouble. This is what the, the numbers are. It's just a number thing. And so after much persuasion and insistence, he finally got a big chunk of his money. But the banks don't want to let the money out. But here's the here's where a a report is specifically and unfortunately targeted. Charles Schwab, $7 trillion. Here's the title of the article. Charles Schwab, $7 trillion empire is showing cracks. Mm. Let's put this into perspective. It's a lot of money. Bear Stearns, 2008. You add them up. Lehman Brothers, six months later, add them up. And 220 plus U.S. banks failed in 2008. That is just slightly over a trillion dollars. This is $7 trillion. Wow. If Charles Schwab goes under, 2008 will be a walk in the park. Mm. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine. Yeah, and then trying to understand what the ramifications of that are in the system, because if it's something like as big as Charles Schwab, where there's uh, empire showing cracks, uh, then there's a whole bunch of other ones. It's not like it's just two or three. This is a systemic problem. You mentioned this before, and we were talking on the break with our friends on Facebook Live and Rumble, David, about 
how much money the FDIC has ready for insurance versus how much is actually on deposit in U.S. banks. Do you remember that? Those yeah, numbers? $125 billion before they bailed out the two banks was how much they had on deposit. Now it's a lot less than that. The FDIC, right. To cover $18 trillion 18 of trillion. U.S. dollars in U.S. banks. And uh, credit unions, I got that number. National Credit Union says they have uh, $215 billion of insurance to cover $2 trillion in so credit unions aren't a you know people say I'll just move my money to credit yeah they're not be better safe no wow crazy so back to Charles Schwab yeah so they did the same exact same thing that SVB did they took Charles has two parts they have a brokerage part and a banking part and what they did they moved money over from the banking side to the brokerage side and they bought in in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one long long term uh, securities treasury bills. And they got interest on that. And so as the interest rate rose, that asset they became underwater, just like Silicon Valley Bank was underwater 30%. So they couldn't get liquid. And so there's been all this run on banks because people right now, banks are paying still the same, about a quarter of a point, half a percent per year. And you can get 4.75% for a three-month uh, treasury note. That's 18% a year. Yeah. So people are going like, well, there's no risk there. The bank's not going to go under. All I have to worry about is the risk of the government going under. And with the debt ceiling, maybe that's a possibility, but that's that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, so people are going like, I'm, I'm going to pull my money and I'm going to get my interest. So here's the kicker. It caused a loss already from Schwab to the tune of $26 billion or $29 billion last year. They had to do a bridge loan from the Federal Home Loan Association for $26 billion, two tranches that added up to it. Their stock is down since March 8, 31%. 45% their stock is down from the peak, which was last year late. And the kicker to this all, Steve, is how Schwab makes most of their money is by moving money from the banking side to the brokerage and investing it in these treasuries. Right. They made 51% of their revenue this way last year. Wow. If this thing goes away, they can't, people pull their money out. They can't make any money. They can't pay the loan back. Right. They can't, it's a snowballing effect. This is why the cracks are showing to be rather big. And this is why we're watching Charles Schwab and just when the the news comes out about it, people get panicked and they go to Charles Schwab and pull the money. Right. So this is a self-fulfilling prophecy in essence. And they just got uh, the analyst from Citi says that if this continues to persist, they think it's going to persist longer than prior cycles, Citi analysts are saying. And it's going to be very challenging for Charles Schwab possibly to ride this one out. Charles yeah. Schwab is saying they're going to ride it out. We're going to see what's going to happen. But if they go under, oh, my gosh, 2008 will be just a like heaven compared to what it was really like. Yeah, because that's what you're saying. Back in 2008, when you added all those banks together, it was just over $1 trillion, And Charles Schwab is a $7 trillion empire. <laughs> so a factor of seven difference. Yep. In, in 2008, we all remember because there's a whole lot of people listening to us right now whose retirement lives changed as a result of 2008. 
and they thought they were going to retire. They couldn't, or they they had already retired. Then they got in trouble fast because the value, the face value of their retirement accounts dropped 30, 40, 50%. And it was just a train wreck. Real estate dropped too. Yeah, real estate went down. I mean, it's just terrible, terrible stuff. And so anybody else besides Charles Schwab that there's a spotlight on right now? Not that I've already mentioned. Okay. Uh, I, I, there, the, the industry, the financial news is, for the most part, Steve, they're just saying everything's fine, everything's fine. And so they're going down this different road that says have confidence in it. Well, that's why we're lacking confidence, because there's nothing backing it. Right. You know, and the president trying to bring confidence, the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen. Like I said, just the fact that those three people, those huge financial strong leaders are saying that tells us in and of itself yeah. the system has cracks in it and flaws. In yeah, it. they got to pull the wool, try to pull the wool over everybody's eyes uh, because you don't want everybody to know that there's a fire raging inside the house. And everything's fine. Uh, but sooner or later, you start seeing the flames, start seeing the smoke. I think we've learned that lesson already. You can't trust what they're telling us, which is why we continue to talk to David Fisher. It is, it is a Money Monday. Landmark Capital, LandmarkGold.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, Full Money Monday today with our good friend David Fisher from Landmark Capital, LandmarkGold.com. And we're talking about banks and uh, Charles Schwab. The quote from the, he- the headline from the article was $7 trillion empire slowing cracks. So the banking crisis uh, not appearing to get any better. And uh, something that appears to be even worse than that right now, David, is what's going on with the U.S. dollar. I sent you uh, texted you this morning about uh, uh, the, Ke- the president of Kenya was talking the other day and it was uh, told everybody, hey, you know, if you're holding U.S. dollars, you might want to get rid of those in the next couple of weeks. That's not going to be such a good idea. And there's a lot of things going on with people moving away. I mean, na- not people, but nations uh, like China and Russia and others moving away from the U.S. dollar in terms of the quote unquote petrodollar. You're having to use the U.S. dollar in order to trade to buy your oil supplies and what have you. And, and people are like, yeah, see you later. Why would I continue to use a currency of a country that's in really bad shape? So give us an update on that. This is a, this is very, very, you know, I don't know which one's worse, a, a, a significant problems in the banking industry or the U S dollar, the U S dollar affects literally all of us. And what the fed is trying to do and what they don't know what they're doing and the debt it's all coming home to risk. We have so many irons in the fire that all, are affecting the other one and it just can't handle the system can't handle it all but well let's let's go into what why the kenyan president is saying that the value of the dollar is about ready to drop and there's going to be a different value in the next couple of weeks i think he's putting the headlines together and here's here's some of them so this all started steve with saudi arabia uh we became the world uh petrowan because Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1971, we had to have find a reason for the world to use the dollar. And so we struck an agreement with Saudi Arabia saying, sell all oil in uh, dollar denomination and we'll protect your country. So for years, we've had that luxury and it's brought a tremendous amount of wealth and the ability to finance our debt. That's been the way. But in January, that all changed because the Saudi Arabia's finance minister, Mohammed al-Jadan announced at Davos that they are going to trade oil in other currencies for the first time in 48 years. And he saw no issue in discussing how to sell that trade. From there, just this last week, everything started to snowball. 
Wednesday last week, Brazil and China struck a trade deal to amongst their two countries. Brazil uh, is the biggest trading partner with China. And uh, Brazil, China is Brazil's largest trading partner. So they equal in that. And $150 billion last year was done in trade. So take the dollar out of that. Mm. And now they're going to be paying in wands and the Brazil uh, currency. So this trade deal was reached last week. And it is opening the door for other countries to step into that new realm of saying, let's trade amongst each other in our own currencies, not the dollar. Yeah, because the dollar for years, it's synonymous with America, and America's the big kahuna all around the world, but everybody's beginning to see, like like uh, Charles Schwab, our, our empire has a lot of cracks in its foundation, so why would you stick with a losing team, right? I mean, at that point, you start entertaining other options. Correct. And India and Malaysia struck a deal on April 1st. They've agreed to settle trade between those two countries in the Indian rupee. And the trade is not being done in dollars anymore. So the dollar lost out on that, and that's $20 billion a year last year, just between those two countries. And some of the traders are saying that the mechanism will allow the Indian and Malaysian traders to invoice the trade in the Indian rupee and therefore achieve better pricing for goods and services traded. This mechanism also benefits the traders on both sides because they can directly make payment this way and they don't have to convert to another currency right. and pay a spread. Right. So the spread's probably around three and a half, four percent each side. So we're talking about six to eight percent that these traders yeah. and the countries save get to just it. by making it convenient for them because they're saying, why would we need the U.S. dollar? We're just trading amongst our two countries. Right. So we lost out on that. China and France just struck a deal. 65,000 tons of liquefied natural gas. That's $325 million or somewhere in there, if my math is right. Uh, and this was done through a network of uh, France Total Energies and China, the Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas Exchange. The payment was not made in dollars. It was made in yuan. France paid for the natural gas from China in yuan. And so and all these things start to chip away and erode the value of the dollar because, again, it's like, hey, hey, David, I just started a new business. I'm selling Sony Walkmans. Well, <laughs> everybody's gonna be like, uh, "Hey, Steve, I don't. Nobody uses Sony Walkmans anymore, bro. So what are you doing? That's kind of where the dollar's going. Or is that too extreme? Or maybe it's like this. This is like Amazon. It's growing as foothold, not even known. It's really there until it really starts doing some business. Then it becomes a household normal thing. Right. Right now, I think I'm going to say this. We tipped the scales last week. I've never seen four countries all of a sudden come out and say, we have an agreement. Yeah. We've done this. Sayonara to America, to the dollar. So this is the start of like the the big boom that Amazon went through. This is the start of the boom of countries trading amongst their own 
using their own currency, not using the dollar with another country using their currency right. and the dollars cut out of the deal. So we're taking, so imagine, you know, I hate to use this term, but imagine the mafia having a middle, middle guy and he's right. taking this cut. Yep. The mafia just got cut out. Yeah. We're, we're the middle guy taking our cut and now we're not. And that's an increasing trend. So where, where does the digital currency bricks, where does all that come into this? So imagine there's this turns, this doesn't stop here. It just continues and escalates because I have an article here. First of all, BRICS is Brazil, uh, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Wow. So the BRICS is adding obviously some major problems to this whole thing. That's another currency that they've been working on since 2001. And... Saudi Arabia has joined in here recently to not to the BRICS, but they've joined into another um, economic powerhouse that is called the Shanghai Corporation Organization. Saudi Arabia is in it. China is in it. Uh, Russia is also a member. Qatar and Egypt, our allies, are in it. Qatar, yeah. Iran is in it. And uh, Pakistan, India, Kazakhstan, all these, those types of countries, yeah. four or five of them. Former Soviet bloc, yep. Former Soviet bloc. And there, it's a growing influence. So yikes! the BRICS represents 24% of the world of GP, GDP. It comprises of 41% of the world population. So this is almost half of the population that the world would use this alternative currency. 41%. Yeah. It represents 16% of the share of the world's trade. And they're gathering steam and getting more people, countries, joining the BRICS coalition. Chairman Alexander said last week, the transition to settlements in national currencies is the first step. That's what we just went over. Right, right. China, India, Malaysia paying in their own currency, yeah. not don't the need, dollar anymore. Right, we don't need your stinking dollars. So that's the first step. It's already happened. The second step is to provide a circulation of either a digital currency or any other form of fundamentally new currency and that will be done in the nearest future, he says, end quote. Yeah, and just think euros, except now because of the digital world, you don't have to print euros. Everything goes digital. It's all digital currency, Right. which we'll get into this again another time. But that, that eventually all that stuff ties into what the federal government, our federal government's doing with respect to trying to create this U.S. digital currency because they need to get control of the whole dollar system in, in order to be able to manipulate further because they, well, the way they're doing it now isn't going to be good enough as these, as these cards continue to be laid down on the table, which cuts us out, is going to be a problem. I wanted to uh, make sure when we come back to talk about um, what OPEC is doing. So OPEC just announced they're, what, cutting a million, a million barrels a day. Is that right? 1.6. Which, of course, is going to affect the price of oil, which then should affect our gasoline prices. <laughs> So now when uh, the Trump, uh, the uh, Biden administration and uh, Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, coming out saying, well, we believe the economy is fundamentally strong. Well, that's just a flat out lie. 
and and here's another example as the price of oil will go up, which will take you to the pump and cost you a little bit more money. We're talking to David Fisher, a full Money Monday. I wish it were uh, more fun today. It just isn't, but it is the truth, and that's what we're committed to bringing you. As followers of Christ, it's all about the truth. So we're going to continue to do that when we come back. David Fisher with Landmark Capital, LandmarkGold.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, a full Money Monday today with our friend David Fisher from Landmark Capital, LandmarkGold.com. Nina was uh, on Facebook Live. Thanks for that, Nina. Nina, we were talking about bricks. She said, I've been learning a lot about the BRICS in this last month. That's uh, uh, Who are the countries involved with that? They're basically working on coming up with their own currency. So it's Brazil, China. Brazil, uh, Brazil Russia, Russia, India. India China, South Africa. South- then Qatar and Egypt has joined. Iran has joined. Syria is joining. I mean, Syria is joining ranks with Saudi Arabia right now. Wow. So it's it's, just, yeah, that's just wild. They used to be at odds with each right, other. Now exactly. China got involved in that deal, and they and they are in detriment to China, and President Xi did that. And so, I mean, just you're going to see a lot more countries yeah. get involved. In the so, uh, and we're not talking – this is this might sound like we're reshuffling the deck here. I think we're actually coming up with a new deck of cards. This is because yes. it's entirely it's different – New game. It's a new currency. And and, and let me uh, step out for a second and just go to a uh, let me use a theological word on everybody to, to an eschatological perspective. When you jump into the book of Revelation sooner or later, when you get the Antichrist, this whole system basically turns in. There's 10 kings, 10 kingdoms. That doesn't last very long because. The Antichrist will be lying to everybody. But you're, you take the world now. you got about 200 countries. That's all going to get whittled down to like 10 kings, premiers, uh, uh, the, the ultimate rulers in different regions. And so when you see the international community in major countries, like we're talking about with BRICS, coming together, you start to see how the world could be really split up into 10 kind of different arenas. And uh, America is not the big player in the future. It has no place really in Scripture as far as we can tell. And and we see today as America is not what it was, uh, even going back 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. So we're coming into a whole new world. And, and we were talking about BRICS. And then do you want to say something at all, David, about yeah. our own federal government wanting to kind of get into this uh, digital currency? Because they're moving into that uh, that realm as well. So we, before we do that, back to BRICS. Sure. So the prime minister, uh, Russian prime minister, is saying that they're going to introduce the BRICS currency at the summit in South Africa this year in August. Wow. So it's more than likely this is going to take place then. The other chairman, uh, and both of them are named, named Alexander, one's Bakava and one's Novak. The Novak Alexander, he's saying that there's a, a significant possibility that they unifying the currency of BRICS that would be backed by gold and maybe other some other commodities or rare earth elements or possibly land. So imagine for a moment... You have the choice to trade as a trader in a currency that's not backed by anything versus a currency that's backed by gold or something's backing it. Yeah. There's going to be a gravitation just from that sheer standpoint um, to move over to that currency. And so this is why the Fed and 111 other countries are aggressively coming and trying to create a, what you call a digital central bank digital currency. Because I think I've had to speculate looking in and, and I'm not being prophetic, but I'm just saying, here's David talking out loud. Yep. 
if we have a problem with the U.S. dollar, and clearly we have a problem now. We have a problem in in the banks. We have a problem managing our debt, thirty-one trillion dollars. We have a problem with where this might go with our banks. We have a problem between the Fed raising rates, causing more problems in the bank, lowering rates, not getting inflation under control. Oil plays a role in that. There's just all these kinds of problems. And we have to, at the end of the day, we need to finance our debt. Well, if we can't finance our debt through the rest of the world holding our debt, and there's $6.4 trillion in US dollars in central banks outside the United States, and they all dump them, or just one trillion gets dumped we don't have the money to buy that back Mm -hmm. so we get at this financial crisis and then what comes the solution a central bank fed digital currency and this is where the world would embrace it and united states citizens those that aren't hearing what we're talking about would say hey that's a great solution but it's (laughs) actually the last nail in the coffin is really what it is because it they can control us completely they know what you're going to spend it on right. and say you're buying too much gas. You're not green enough or you're right. donating to a ministry. ESG, you don't believe you do all that, that mess. Yep, they just right. turn all that off. Yep. You can't, and you only buy what they say you buy. This is utter control. So we become a, basically a communist type driven right. controlled exactly. country. Yeah, it's just like China, uh, exactly. which is a which is a capitalist in, in air quotes, communist country and go back to the bank thing, then we'll move on. And then, you know, if, if banks get insolvent in America, then the fed once again, sweeps in and goes, okay, one of the, re- one of the ways, one of the ways we can solve this is, is all these regional banks and all these big banks and little banks. That's just too big of a system. It's too much risk there. What we really need is one federal bank. Yeah. So then we're going to have a fed bank and then they control the fed digital currency. And then we all work for the man at that point. So, uh, we, we mentioned OPEC, so look for your gas prices uh, going up here this summer. Uh, May and June and July could be significant. Uh, I did want to address one of our friends on Facebook Live a- asked just a great simple question, which is like, okay, w- what does this mean for like regular folks, all this stuff? This isn't good news. It's pretty scary. Uh, and I think for, for most of us, David, I would say make sure you're not out over your skis. If you got a bunch of if you got a bunch of debt on credit cards, if you're yes. if you if you uh, took advantage of the housing market a couple of years ago and and extended yourself, uh, ho- housing values aren't aren't necessarily going to be what we hope they would be. I think you just have to be very conservative and kind of batten down the hatches and make sure that you're um, that you that you even saying that you're liquid is scary because of the U.S. dollar. But make sure you're diversified. I think all that is on the table. I think you need to, you know, take care of your debt is really important. Yeah. Uh, because if your if your debt is causing, you know, a twenty percent on a credit card, but you're only making five percent in in a uh, in an investment, you're losing money. Right. That's right. So take care of the debt. That's the highest interest, and go from there, and keep going, and get your debt under control. Then thinking about, you know, and this is a Dave Ramsey principle too, even though he doesn't understand gold, doesn't like it. Um, I think he's really fantastic about getting people and helping people get out of debt. But I think he misses the purpose of gold. Um, And it's not his wheelhouse anyway. And I'm not here to put him down, but he's a great guy. Um, But, you know, diversify. Don't have all your money in stocks, bonds, mutual fund. Paper is what's going to take the hit. Metals is the place of safety. When the hit happens, you will see the teeter-totter and paper go down and the teeter-totter of metals on the other side go up. That's what happened in 2008. That's Metals right. went on a huge run. Yeah. And, and back, stocks. obviously, you know, when we were dealing with the nightmare in the 70s. I mean, this, if you go look at all the cycles of the crashes in this country, then it's like 
you know, what's been going on lately, unfortunately, in this country with all these train wrecks, then, you know, but if you're up on the mountain, you're not on the train, it's, you watch it from afar and you're fine. And that's where you got to have diversification. So what's, what's gold and silver doing in all this craziness? Uh, because when, if these things that we're talking about get as bad as it looks like they could, they could be gold and silver have a very different relationship with that. So the indexes are rallying. Gold index is up $150. The physical market is up beyond belief. We had some coins that are just in the medium category tier, move the 350 to $500 in a month and a half. I mean, wow. it's just ridiculous what they've done. So the, and I've had the largest wholesaler in the world emailing companies like me, seeing if we'll sell my gold and my vault back to them because <laughs> there's this huge demand from dealers. You know, they're sending these out just arbitrarily everybody. So it's, it, there's a squeeze going on in the market. Silver's broke through $24. We're going to see some big movements. I got all kinds of people on, on uh, articles saying, you know, $2,500 gold. One guy saying $8,000 gold. I mean, just these big numbers in gold. There's going to be a massive unraveling in the system. I would say to the person that you just, what should us normal people or yeah. whatever the terminology, take advantage of this offer that I'm doing to help people as if, if you've never called our company and bought something. There's no gimmick here, but we're doing a special to help people for a limited by, uh, time only while supplies last. It's silver, American Eagle, one ounce coin. Uh, the the largest or the, the cheapest price I've seen out on the internet is $36. We're selling them at $32. Severely discounted, limited 20 per person. There's no gimmick. There's no shipping. There's no handling costs. There's no hidden fees. We're taking the insurance also. And it's just flat out $32 a coin, limited 20 coins per person. It's a brilliant silver and circulated American Eagle. And this will help you take that first step. You're not going to put all your money in this, but some of it. So yeah. if you don't have any silver, though, that person that just was right. talking, or you're hearing my voice and you've never done something, and you have all your money in paper, take a first simple step. This is a great deal. And you're never going to find this cheap out there. And I sound like a salesperson. I don't mean to. No, I know. I'm just trying to help the world, help our listeners to take that first simple step to be a diversify because a portion to seven, a portion to eight, you do not know what tragedy may befall you. That's right. Yeah. So you got to spread, spread out your risk as much as possible. And that, and that's not a, that's not, and I'm not jumping on the sales bandwagon either. I mean, if the $32 a piece, you buy 20 of them, that's 640 bucks. That's not going to make the difference in most people's lives, but it, you will experience what I experienced the first time we took possession of some gold coins uh, is that I had something of value that I knew uh, was outside of the storm. It wasn't going to be affected by the stock market or the news cycle or what any given president was saying that it, it was a completely separate diversification of uh some of our retirement money and it was safe and i've watched it over the years you just show, you just uh, you know took, took some time which i appreciated to send me a current value of all that and that's been up it's like up 30 40 percent from when we bought it which wasn't that long ago and i'm like and guess what it's sitting in a safe place that the government and nobody else can touch uh, which gives you an idea of the value of talking about these things. But starting with education, David, or they want to take advantage of the Silver American Eagle discount program you have, what do they do? Simple. Pick up your phone, 844-604-2575. Again, the number is 844-604-2575. Or go to our website, 
LandmarkGold.com. Right, and just to say that again because the music's a little loud. 844-604-2575 is David's number. 844-604-2575 or LandmarkGold.com. God bless you, David. Thank you so much. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you guys again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Another program powered by The Truth Network.